Things change from one generation to the next. Attitudes, politics, technology, even lifestyles. But when it comes to business, there's one thing every generation has in common. The pursuit of excellence. Welcome to Generation Excellence. A conversation with next-gen leaders of family businesses who are working to preserve the past and innovate the future. And now, here's the host of Generation Excellence and a third-generation business owner himself, Jamie Michelson. Jamie? My most recent guest, David Techner, has proudly spent 40 years at Ira Kaufman Chapel in Southfield, Michigan, serving families and their funeral needs with great care and compassion. In leading this now third and fourth generation operation as funeral director, David keep things closer to the vest. Appropriate as he was attired in a sharp three-piece suit. I was taken by David's discussion of, quote, care after the service, something that's applicable to almost every business. These men and women who operate funeral homes don't get the credit they should. Glad I could do my small part by bringing David Techner to Generation Excellence. You are involved in an operation. I think we'll talk about its founding and then how you got involved because that's an, mm-hmm. both are really interesting stories. Uh, I, you know, my understanding is Ira Kaufman identified a need, if you will. That's a lot of business stories are that way. Goes back, back to 1941. 1941. Yeah. So take take us back to you know what you know both what's like recorded and known and then some of the mythology of the founding of the operation. Well, he started out on Dexter in Edison. Okay. And then um, decided that Detroit was not going to be a place where people from this part of the world were going to come to. So he hired. Um, a real estate guy. Okay. And they found this location. And so, as we sit in Southfield, the operation started in 1941. When when was Southfield identified and built? And... Sixty. So what? So what went on for the first 20 years? Well, he was he was in in that location in, in, yeah, in, yeah, in, in Detroit. People knew him. Okay. But people were saying that they didn't really. A lot of people from this area didn't feel comfortable going there. So that was his decision, and that's when he talked to a real estate guy and they came around, and they just loved this location, mostly because of the expressway and All the, the ease of getting here. So the same stuff in the 2020s that Amazon looks at for exactly. logistics yeah. went yeah. on back in the 1950s. Yeah, it was a logistically good decision that he made. Okay, and... I mean, that was, I guess, you know, really sort of the uh, trending with the move, the shift to yeah. the suburbs mm-hmm. and, and people moving and relocating in different well, ways. Well, I think more and, importantly than that, it was where, it was the epicenter of all of the synagogues and temples in terms of being an easy place to get to. Sure. I mean, even if it was out in West Bloomfield, it was still just an expressway away, so it was 20 minutes. So it wasn't something that... You know they were afraid of, and and, and what was or what was he doing at that time? Ira, the founder, where then he said, "I'm going to found this organization, this operation." Was he doing something totally different? No, was he... no, he he was in at Dexter and Edison, found this location and felt it was the perfect spot for him. But even the fir- even getting into the first location, just even getting into this field, which is where he was. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> it was just where he was. And people felt comfortable with him. And then when he decided to move out here, I think it worked out better for him because people were much closer to this location than they were. In and and you got Detroit. and you got introduced to this at, at quite a young age. Yes. And I was so, dating Herb Kaufman's daughter. Okay. And I at what and and how old were you at that time when you first um, sort of got involved like in this young operation? Twenties. All right. And um, we we were dating. We're now married forty mm-hmm. years. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, he, he literally came in one day. It was, it was Thanksgiving, and I was at his house, and he came in, and he said to me, do you have a, do you have a suit? And I said, well, I have my bar mitzvah suit, but I don't know that it'll fit me. <laughs> I said, well, do you have a dark pair of pants? And I, you know, and I said, so I have no idea what he's talking about. Okay. I have no idea who he is, what he does, or anything like that. Oh. I mean, it's just, you know, at that particular point, I didn't know. It's just the father of someone. Yeah. Son or any of that. I didn't have any of that stuff. And then he said to me, you know, I, we're really busy. It was it was over Thanksgiving. And I, it was Thanksgiving Day. And he said, we have like seven funerals. I could really use your help. Ah. And... That's how I started, and I've been doing it for forty some years now. <laughs> and so that path, clearly not typical, right? I mean, right. this this industry, this business, tends to it has a lot of generational and family operations. So talk about the sort of first generation to second generation, how that, what you, you know, how that all went about and, well, and happened. Of Herb sort of assigned me to his dad. Just said, you know. Your job, her being Ira's son. Ira's son. Okay. He said, "Your job is to take care of my dad." So when my dad says he wants to go to a family's house, you're going to drive. Ah. You know that that kind of stuff. You're going to take him. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And this and the other. And I became very very close with. So that was your immersion in the business, the operation. One day, I walk into the office and he said, "Come on, we're going to the airport." We knew we're going to the airport. It's so and so's birthday. A good friend of his in the business in New York, and it was his seventieth birthday, and he's going to the birthday party, and I'm taking. So it's just a day trip. You just we're just we're going to yeah. New York well, and back. We spent the night and okay. then I came back the next day. So I had to call my wife and I said, oh, "I'm going to New York for the day." Went, what do you mean you're going to New York? For the day? <laughs> that, kind of stuff. that was Ira. <laughs> wow. He's going to visit a friend. <laughs> So that so Ira, Ira starts Herb's involved. Where did Ira have other children that were yeah, in not, the not business? In the business. But the, so so there's, there's he had, Ira and Herb. So his his one son's so Ira, Herb, then me. and then you. So clean, if you cleaner, if you will, mm-hmm. and they did transfers to generations. Yes. And when you started doing that, I mean, you said you know however many years you've been doing this, when you first started, did you just know you were going to do this? Did you have, was there something else at that young age you thought about doing? No, I, or You know, I had talked about going to law school. Okay. And it was one of those things where um, I started working here and it just seemed like a fit. It just fit, yeah. It just seemed like a fit. And um, I haven't left. <laughs> Still here. You know, and I've had a great career. So you had that question back then. Do you have a suit, a suit? How many suits do you have now? So whenever I see you, you're in a suit. Three or four. Okay. Well, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, I, I just, I just found a home. 
That's pretty, pretty great special. Oh, that's a good idea for acoustics. Close the door. Uh, and then, so you know, clearly, I've, I ask you know most people on this this podcast about you know who who has been a mentor to them in in their career in the business. So it's. Um, well, clearly, Herb and I sort of became partners. Okay. Um, and he put a lot of trust in me as a young kid, knowing that I was going to continue on in the business. I mean, I was married to his daughter. Sure. You know, we started having kids, and all of a sudden, you know, um, I, I wasn't going anywhere. So. And is there this... From the from from Ira and from Herb, are there, uh, you know, phrases or or value statements or certain things that kind of get repeated or that that are are uh, part of the lore of Ira Kaufman Chapel? You know, I think I think both Herb and Ira had one sentiment, and that is just take care of the families. Mm-hmm. It's families first. Make sure they're taken care of. Make sure they get everything that they need. Make sure you're in touch with them afterwards. I mean, there was always a plan. And so we used to do a funeral, and then Ira used to call them and just say, I'm just checking in. And I just want to make sure you've got everything you needed. Um, do you need anything else? Hmm. Can we be helped? You know, that kind of stuff. And then Herb followed that same thing. And we kind of do the same thing. It's not quite as much because it's more... Well, the way people communicate and yeah, connect yeah, is different, yeah. but so it's yeah. I mean, it really is. You are serving a community and people. At, yeah. At, 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 I mean, we got to deliver chairs. We got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do that. I mean, you know that we got to make sure limousines are available to people. I mean, there's a whole the operation, and it happens around families at a very difficult time, very seamlessly. Yeah, but uh, you know what? It takes it's, work. It's not brain surgery. Sure. Just, you know, it, it, Ira's line always was, this isn't brain surgery. We're just taking care of people. Pretend you're a doctor. Somebody's in need. What you need to do is help them. Period. End of story. That means you take care of them, you follow up with them, make sure they got everything that they mm-hmm. need. Same. That's how it is. And so as you look as you look out then, you know, you've crossed eighty years in operation and I'm I'm sure the the last few years have been I mean, they've been challenging for everybody and, and you've been had to operate safely and securely through that and use technology and all that. But what Perfect. what kind of has you uh, you know, what things are you thinking about, like future milestones or, or for Ira Kaufman Chapel? What are, you, what are you looking at? I don't look at anything. I mean, I'm a, a, we're a day-to-day operation, okay. and I think we do things right. That's why people continue to call on us and ask us to serve them is because they know we're going to do it right. And I think that that's... that's but you were, you were pioneering in that, you know, more than 10, however many years ago, what we call streaming today, you were doing broadcasts or ways of people looking in on or connecting to services. We and started a lot of that. Yeah. I uh, mean, we started a lot of that. And, um, you know, I, and I give a lot of credit to Herb. And then my son, who's a technological genius, mm-hmm. about all of this kind of stuff. And, you know, we're doing stuff that nobody else is doing in town in the way that we do it. Like what? What kind of what, what? Streaming. Okay. You know, all this kind of stuff. I mean, we can stream stuff. Um, 
where people who have relatives that have died can just join us. Right, because they're in Florida or yeah. they're somewhere else in the somewhere world else. or, the, yeah. or yeah. they can't travel. or exactly. yeah. and, and so having done that for literally like 10 years, when things were mandatory shutdowns, other kinds of things that happened, yeah. you, you didn't have to spool that up from no, zero, right? No, no, yeah. no, no. We, we, we've developed a very, very good system here. And people love it. I mean, they, you know, we have, we have grandchildren that are calling from all over the country and saying, you know, is there any way I can watch the service? Sure. Watch the service? Anything, anything your, you, your son are toying with, experimenting with now? That's, not, I guess, the old what's much. next question. Okay. No, not too much. I think I think we, you know, I think we've got a pretty good system in terms of taking care of the people that need to be taken care of. And then you you mentioned your your son is involved and joined the. The business, the operation, you know, not putting, speaking for him, but your view of that. Uh, how was that something he always thought about? You know, how, how much did you push, pull on that? I'm always interested in that dynamic. He just came here and just started working. Same thing with Josh. Okay. I mean, Josh is, Josh is like a partner here. Sure. And um, that was just because we hired him. And he's never left. Right. And he's become our our agency's got he, some of that. We he's call a him partner. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's family. It's lifers. Yeah. And um, he's great. And Chad's terrific to have around. And you know, we we handle business well. So as a as a business family, family business, all of that. When you outside of operation and you're having holiday dinners, other things, do you talk about the business? Do you separate? Separate. Okay. Yeah. I mean. If we have anything to talk about, we talk about it here. Okay. It's just not Good. something yeah. we don't want to talk about it in front of our kids. Uh, that's what I wondered. In front of our spouses and all of that kind of stuff, unless there's just issues that sure. need to be, you know. But most of the time, everything's talking happens about here. here. No, that that's, I think. Uh, I mean, everybody does it in their own way, the way they're yeah, comfortable I mean, with. But I think it's good advice. And so, Chad will come in. Josh is here. And then the three of us will sit down in Josh's office and we'll just have a conversation about how the day is going to go and what are you doing, doing? You know, can you take this service out? And your dad will take, the, you know, the next service. In. And so, uh, so yeah, go stay on that for a second when you all get together and meet. I mean, do you have set? Your, your, your world is hard. I mean, you have a schedule, but things happen and you yeah. don't, you can't, you, what's the old? expression you can predict so prepare right and that's what you do when you're right and it, it's pretty simple it's not you know again it's not brain surgery it's easy because you know we've got a system we know what time the service is it's just who's going to take the service sure okay. okay you want to take this one out you took care of the family why don't you take it out i'll take the next one you know that so those those meetings are more to assign the flow and who's yeah. who's leading and taking yeah. lead on things but as you meet occasionally to just talk about the business as an operation uh, just how well do you make decisions uh, it's pretty simple it okay just kind of falls into your lap and you just do what you need to do okay you know we've been doing this long enough right we don't we, so there, you're not having we, to deal with any headier to fuck it up. <laughs> okay you're not having to deal with any headier weighty things no, so you know, we're okay. just you know we're trying to figure out okay are we picking the family up are they we're going to meet them at the cemetery how are we going to do this you know this that and the other thing it's it's just it's a different everybody's got a different way of handling it and you know and we're just going to do whatever the family feels comfortable with and, us doing and over the years you've you've done a book Mm-hmm. You've helped produce sort of some both videos that that talk about 
death and grieving oh, yeah. for families and kids, a documentary. Right. You blog posts like what what got what drove you into all those sort of communication channels? Well, my my greatest sense of joy is I won an Emmy. Sure. With, for the documentary. With the documentary with Sue Marks. And the title of that, tell, tell yeah. the listeners the title of that. We'll put it in the show notes, but what's uh, it? I don't even know what the title is. Is that Generation to yeah, Generation? Generation. We're on the Generation Excellence yeah. podcast, so yeah, appropriate. Yeah. Okay. So Generation to Generation. And, and, you know, Sue Marks and I were friends, and I met her when her dad died, and she said, you know, we need to talk about this. We need to partner with this because this is this is something that should be. And it's because so she experienced what you all did because of the passing of her father, and she said we need to chronicle how this works. Yeah, yeah. we need to help people. Help people what? Un- go through the process before they have to go. In in in, yeah. in her case, maybe before they yeah. have to go yeah. through the process. Yeah, and and, and and I dealt with when her dad died. She had two kids that lived out of town. They came with their kids. I dealt with their kids and all this kind of stuff. And you know, I've been doing that ever since. And you know, when um, 9-11 hit, I mean, I went to New York and I probably wow. spent almost a month there dealing with families that needed some help. Wonderful, I, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah uh, I was there, I was there. I was about three weeks, but... Um, I dealt with a lot of different people. It's interesting. I had a lot of friends. My father-in-law was a physician there, cleared out the whole hospital to do what they do, sure. take care of sure. patients. Yeah. There weren't anyone to take care of, right. like Columbia Presbyterian, so right. more people like you right. had the, right. the load to birth. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they sure wanted to. Uh, so I, I, I glossed over something which intersects your business. You know the Hermelins, right? Yes. Okay, so I got a call from Doreen Hermelin. Okay. Uh, when 9-11 hit, and she said, um, do you have any time over the next few days? And I said, what do you need? She said, I want to bring you to New York with me. I said, okay, let me talk to my wife. I'm sure she'll be fine with that. And she said, I just want you to help with our family, and it'll probably grow from there hmm. because of your dealing with kids. And that's, so so that's what I so short notice running off to New York runs in your uh, yeah yeah any, any other times you had to just no, so, so I was make with, light of I was that with but. them I was with them for seven days and I was dealing with a bunch of different and I went to um, I went to a um, a Jewish community center and I met with over a hundred people wow and talked to their kids and all, all this kind of stuff, and it's just kind of what I do. <laughs> and then, you know, if you've been as you've been doing this, you, you know, every industry has their trade publications, websites, conferences. Mm-hmm. What do you, do you partake of any of that? I mean, how do you kind of... I've spoken like, all over the country. So you speak at those, you attend those? Uh, I've spoken all over okay. the country. Mostly about explaining death to kids. Got it. So you're kind of, you individually are known for that because you put the content series out there. You're able to do that. And I got there because nobody talked to me when when a death occurred in my family. Okay. Including once I was involved in the Kaufman Chapel, you know, I would tell her, you know, I, I never, nobody talked to me about this. Yeah. That's not going to happen with me. I'm going to be out there open and talking to people and talking to kids. I think it's really important. Sure. And I think it's really important because I know how 
I didn't get it and how devastating that was for me as a kid because nobody would talk to me about my grandparents and what happened and you know when I would ask mom what happened to grandpa he died what did he die from he died from he died <laughs> I mean yeah and your and children want more than that they need more than that yeah. and so again identifying and seeing a need I well, in doing research for get, us getting together I was moved by that post you did about you know why God created dogs and using that as <laughs> both the life of dogs and that we then have we lose dogs and, mm-hmm. and often that's the first experience for right. young people right we're all people and and uh, and especially more and more and more as dogs become part of our family sure, and the sure. way we treat them right as pet parents I thought that was uh, a nice a nice piece too that and the I also was caught by the one about tattoos but that's a mm-hmm. whole different story between my daughter and myself uh, so you know you mentioned I mean this you're 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 this is a business you're on call phone rings you do you all have to deal how yourself personally how do you um, and, and it and it's and it's I mean what you do is highly emotional and you get how, how do you, how, I'm available you're available how do you how do you not escape but what is your way of or ways of getting away or taking a break from business. it. I just take care of business and I try to help people and then I just move on. But when you're not, I mean, do you do, you know, some people do yoga? Do you, I mean, do you have some other thing, things you do as not your really. sort of balance out? Not no, really. No, I don't, I don't make a big to do about it. I just try to help people on the spot. And I mean, do you have hobbies uh, or is it? I have hobbies. I, you know, I mean, not major hot okay. kind of stuff, but you know, I keep myself busy. Sure. Okay. Uh, and what what um, would you say is a, a kind of an idea for running Kaufman Chapel that you all, as a group, have implemented recently? I mean, we talked about the streaming and some of the tech stuff. Well, I, mean, I, I think we're on top of it. I don't think there's a funeral home around in the city that does as much as we do in terms of providing, 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 mm. providing. So there's always stuff that we're thinking about doing, um, streaming for people that live out of town and things of that nature. I mean, people are just blown away by the fact that, you know, somebody lives in New York, they can't make it in, but they can sit and watch the funeral, sure. and they're mentioned in the funeral and all of that kind of stuff. It's a whole different ballgame. I don't see Dorfman's doing that, and I don't see Hebrew Memorial doing okay. that. Okay. Uh, and, and then, um, you know, I, I asked about sort of the decisions and, and, and leadership style. The, the sort of kind of thing I get to at the end with everybody who's fortunate, you know, in the leadership position of, yeah. of generational operations is, what would you say is the most fulfilling thing for you about this this what is a generational business just being there for people just being there and doing the right thing yeah and it just it just comes to me naturally that you know when somebody needs help i'm there and that is for the listeners you you are there i've yeah. experienced it a few times in my life yeah. and and that, you know that's our job that's yeah. our job it's a, it's a big part of our job and it's something that ira did right from the get-go you know when he was on Dexter and all of that I mean he was the go-to person and then Herb was the go-to person now Josh and I are the go-to people and, nice you know um, it just 
keeps on going. In 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 the the stories, you know, when you have eighty plus years of of stories in history, is there anything else I forgot to either bring up or ask you about, or that that you you like to share about? You know, I think one of the gifts that we've all had, meaning Ira, Herb, myself, Josh, is we become a super significant part of this community. Mm -hmm. People rely on us. People call us. They rely on us to get them to the next spot, to go through the process and to do it right. And we do it right. And, you know, people love it because of that. You know, because we're really good at it. Yeah, no, that's fulfilling. I mean, embodies the 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 title of this podcast: Generation Excellence. Now the Gen and the X are bigger. It's yeah. my age. It's and not it's, brain surgery, right? I mean, just helping people in a situation like this, it comes very naturally to all of us because we've done it so long and so well, and everybody's appreciative. I mean, what we do for families from the time of death up until the time of the end of the funeral. And after, as you pointed after, out. We're just doing our jobs, and we're doing it well. Well, you do. I, I thank you for what you do. I thank you for being part of the podcast. Uh, and it was neat to hear a phone ring during a, a podcast. It was kind of true, real life. Uh, and I mean, I, I, I look forward to seeing sort of how the community, both that knows you and that doesn't, um, you know, responds to this. So thank you, David. Yeah, you're welcome. Glad to do it. Generation Excellence is a production of SMZ Advertising. Thanks to Joel Bienenfeld, Jeff Martin, and Bridget Georgeski for help with this program. Thank you for listening. And please share, leave reviews, and contact me if you have any thoughts, ideas, questions. Until next time.